Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week. I am your humble truth-seeking host, Ralph DeLugas. This is Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Um, you know, I, I want to talk about a couple things this week. I want to start out. I wasn't going to start out with this, but I'm going to start out with it. Um, many of you have probably heard about the mark of the beast. There's much talk and speculation with the goofy, creepy Bill Gates chip and nano microchips and vaccines. And, you know, it's something that we've all wondered about. We've all read about it. And I came across something. I don't know if you guys are like this, but when, when I find a nugget like this that hits me between the eyes, like a two by four, it is so powerful. I, I, uh, I uh, savor it, I mark it, and this will be the first thing I share today. This is from one of my very favorite books. In my humble opinion, as far as books that are written by men or women, by human beings here on earth, obviously, you know, the Bible and scripture and such things are a higher standard. Um, but uh, this book called Visions of Glory, I'm pulling my cord out here. Let me... That explains why I couldn't hear anybody. Uh, as far as books written by men, this book called Visions of Glory is one of my very favorite books. Um, some of you have probably heard of it. To me, it's one of the it's like the granddaddy of near death uh, experience books. In this book, he sees uh, the invading troops. He sees there's a, a few things I've marked I'd like to share to, uh, to, with you this week. But the one the thing I want to share first, and we'll then we'll cover a few uh, current events. NASA's got some real great, exciting things going on. Um, his comment on the mark of the beast, it's pretty short. Uh, this is the words of Spencer from the book, um, quoting, In all of my visions, I never saw a mark put upon people or heard people talk of being forced to receive a mark or microchip in order to buy and sell. But what I did see was that we had spiritually marked ourselves. This marking began 30 years prior, the, before the tribulations, when the uh, counterculture of political correctness began and the assault on Christian values and traditions began. At first, it seemed so ridiculous that, and that it was harmless. It was kind of like a disease to which we were all immune. Soon, however, it was recolored to equal compassion, fairness, acceptance, tolerance, and equality. Does this sound familiar? From there, it evolved into a power with the ability to take any truth and repaint it as a lie, to take any lie and relabel it as truth. Subscribing to this thinking and tuning out the Holy Spirit marked us with a darkness. It was a mark we placed upon our own souls. It was not visible to another human, but to those who had marked themselves in this way, they could no longer discern the Holy Spirit. They found themselves completely reliant upon those around them and eventually the foreign troops who had no long-term interest in their survival. I thought this was really, really interesting. I can't say that is or is not the mark of the beast, but I can say we have a slow rotting creep throughout Christianity. It's throughout my church. It's probably throughout your church. This acceptance, equality, political correctness. I think I sent you, Brian, a, a, a picture of a book that would probably qualify for this. Um, so anyway, I, I like keeping that in mind. Um, and I would like to remind everybody that our only hope would be Jesus Christ. Um, it isn't in any, any man on earth. He is our hope. And when we seek hope or enlightenment through Donald Trump or whoever, um, I think we might be darkening ourselves. Moving on to some uh, news here. I like to cover things that might not be covered by other people. Um, I can't honestly stomach to hear about what that pretender and thief is doing in the Oval Office. So I don't want to talk about that. I thought this this article really made me giggle. Um, this is a peer-reviewed paper um, in, in the uh, EAU uh, this week, actually last week, no, nope, February 1st, this week, searching for dark matter through the fifth dimension. A discovery in theoretical physics could help to unravel the mysteries of dark matter. These guys are now looking for dark matter in the fifth dimension. Isn't that wonderful? Um, they're not going to find it there either. Um, and the sad news is that they're uh, stealing your hard-earned money to engage in this rubbish. Um, I wish that was the worst story this week, but um, unfortunately it gets worse. Um, 
At least these guys are looking in the real universe, not the pretended one. Astronomers detect extended dark matter halo around ancient dwarf galaxy. Findings suggest – anytime they say findings suggest, just, just turn the page. Turn it off. Look away. Or if they say millions of years ago or billions of years ago, just, just turn it right off. Findings suggest the first galaxies in the universe were more massive than previously thought. This is from that Mecca of life and or light and truth, uh, MIT, right, or the University of the CIA. Um, MIT astrophysicists have detected stars at the edge of Tucana 2 in a configuration that is surprisingly far from its center. Isn't it funny how these guys are always surprised? They're always surprised. They're, they're model proven completely wrong. Um, they're surprised, but they never admit they're wrong. And they're intrigued by it, and, and the end result is always stealing more of your money to do more pretended research. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm a little bit, a little bit grumpy today. Um, uh, in a configuration that is surprisingly far from its center, but nevertheless caught up in the galaxy's tiny gravitational pull, which is also a pretended thing. Um, gravita gravity does nothing in our universe. It's all energy. This is the first evidence that Tucana 2 hosts an extended dark matter halo. <laughs> I see dark matter, dark matter halos all over, but not in uh, early universes. Speaking of dark matter halos, Jeff Bezos steps down as Amazon CEO. You guys all heard about that. What you probably did not hear about is his – he has got a bug-out shelter. Have you ever heard about uh, Bezos's bug-out shelter in Texas, Brian? He uh, – you and I could you know, maybe produce a little closet in our basement, you know, maybe stack some cinder block up. But Bezos, you know, beings he has, you know, such great wealth um, that I think he uh, got a lot of help from government to get. But anyway, he has an entire mountain under which he has uh, built a huge underground complex. He calls it a millennial clock. This thing is virtually a small city. Um, it's kind of funny how all these creepos are going underground to these cities that they've built. And a half mile away, he has a huge um, launch pad. So this guy can go into outer space or retreat under his creepy mountain. Um, lucky him. Um, anyway, there's one more I wanted to talk about, and then we'll get on to something a little more interesting. This, I guess, actually does have to do with our pretender and thief, uh, Joe Biden. Um, NASA announces a new role of senior climate climate advisor. This is uh, Gavin Schmidt. Um, he's the uh, acting senior climate advisor. In an effort to ensure effective fulfillment of the uh, Biden administration's climate science objectives for NASA, the agency has established a new position of senior climate advisor uh, and selected Gavin Schmidt who will now lie his face off, I'm adding that part, uh, as director of NASA Goddard's Institute for Space Studies in New York to serve in the role of uh, acting capacity until a permanent appointment is made. This is the uh, position of, uh, whatever, climate liar from NASA. So whatever this guy has to tell you about climate, um, in my humble opinion, it is a straight face lie. It's based on models that are proven wrong that a, a third grader armed with third grade math could easily disarm if anyone were to bother to look at their models. CIMP 5, 4, 3, all of them are missing the sun. We've talked about it before. But this guy's going to gird himself up with the same fat pack of lies and steal more of your liberty and money. Um, oh, goody, eh? So anyway, that's probably enough science for today. Actually, there was one more I wanted to talk about. Uh, NCAR and UCAR, this is along the global warming lines. Um, COVID-19 lockdowns uh, raised global temperatures. So isn't that interesting that when they grind the economy to a halt, plunge hundreds of millions into poverty, um, basically overflow our oil reserves and make everybody shut down, all of a sudden, you know, everybody's working from home, driving has gone you know, completely over the cliff. Nobody's driving. If you guys remember, I remember like the first, cause I never missed one minute of work to be honest with you. Uh, our business was not shut down. We don't wear masks. You get that, uh, King Cox. We don't wear masks and we're not going to here in our own home. Um, but anyway, but I noticed when I was driving to work, man, there was nobody on the roads. It was honestly kind of nice, but 
as someone that works in the oil industry, oil and gas and manufacturing, it has killed us and it has killed everybody. So anyway, we're not burning oil. Uh, economies have ground to a halt. And what happens? The temperature goes up. Isn't that weird? I thought the temperature was going up because you were driving your SUV to work and that you needed to stop driving your SUV so that we could uh, – Cure global global warming, but the fact of the matter is, CO2 is plant food, not a pollution, and these guys are completely lying their faces off. Um, we're gonna visit a few uh, visions and dreams and of the coming days that we've got, and some more exciting stuff after this short break. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Um, I want to talk about something a little bit different. Everybody uh, probably, you know, we've had kind of a big letdown that, you know, Donald Trump will somehow be rescued by our military and that maybe elections still will be uh, honored in the voice of the people and so forth. And I, like many of you, have been pretty disappointed in seeing the complete and utter fall of representative government in here, the promised land. But um, it's part of the plan, right? We all knew this was kind of coming, and we all know how it's going to get fixed. So I, I want to talk about something a little different. Um, in that good old dusty book that you have on the mantle at home, the Bible, in Joel, it talks about people in the latter days who are going to see visions, dream dreams. 
Um, and I really, and, and you know, there's a lot out there, obviously. I don't, I don't like to just listen to anybody and everybody because, you know, not everybody's motives are honest. But this particular guy I want to share a little bit from today, his name's David Warwick. Um, I've met this guy. He's a contractor in here locally, I think, believe Lehigh or somewhere. Um, a good guy, as honest and humble a guy as you'll ever meet. He uh, came from Chicago as a youth. I think he's, I don't know, I want to say maybe 55 now. So this was back in the 80s, 70s maybe. Um, he was a gang member forced into games. He had kind of a rough home life and a completely unlikely uh, Christian uh, member of the Church of Jesus Christ um, now. But um, he had a series of events that basically kind of saved him after an attempted suicide and ended up uh, – some crazy, amazing stories, maybe one of which I'll, sh I'll share a little bit later. But so he uh, he's had some dreams and some visions. And I want to share just a couple from him. And the reason why I'm going to share these today is these fit. I really like the ones that fit the pattern, um, the pattern in Scripture and Isaiah. You know, we know we know a basic um, timeline, you know, essentially of what's going to happen, not when it's going to happen per se, but the. Uh, you know, the sequential, you know, happenings of these events. So things that fit that pattern, I really listen to a little more closely. And, and this guy is not, he doesn't have a Facebook book. He's not searching for clicks. He just honestly steps forward, kind of like this Spencer in Visions of Glory, just says, hey, this is what I saw. And I've kind of been impressed to share it. So take what you want. So anyway, um, he saw... Uh, before uh, we all know that the promised land will be swept and that, you know, this land, America, has kind of um, is kind of overdue for such a, a house cleaning, shall we say. And uh, before that happens, um, he didn't really see particularly the Civil War that other people have kind of prophesied uh, will happen in America. Uh, but he did say before we get invaded and he talks specifically about that uh, group, uh, Britain gets hit. Um, they get hit by Islamic states in, in Russian equipment, and they inv invade the, the western or excuse me the southern shores of uh, England, and England uh, gets overwhelmed pretty quickly, and they put out a call to all of their allies, um, and he said in his dream when he saw this happening. And he saw secret combinations everywhere, right? Um, I should probably back up. Before he shared this in his fireside, he saw um, secret combinations going on. And this is in the 80s. He said he saw an actual um, uh, 200 people at 3 in the morning meeting in Washington, D.C. that were uh, actively planning for the fall of the Constitution and the fall of the government in America. Um he saw it in England. He saw it in Saudi Arabia, particularly also. Um, so anyway, this is a real thing. I don't think this surprises any of you guys, but we know that secret combinations, these secret societies, whether you believe in, in God or, or evil or in Satan or not, you kind of have to acknowledge that, you know, this is a real thing. These Masonic whatevers, right? Um, so anyway. Britain gets invaded. Uh, the call comes, goes out, and all the allies ignore it except for France. Uh, he, he saw people in Washington, D.C. basically hearing that information and not passing it on, not passing it uh, along to the CIA-controlled media here in America. Nobody hears about it here, and Britain falls. Um, France responds initially, but uh, quickly um, – Civil war breaks out in their own country, and they have to return to uh, France to police their own people. So Britain falls first. Um, maybe that's because that's kind of been the, the the nest of the banking cartels from the beginning. I don't really know about that. But not long after that, um, he says there's a false flag in North Korea. Um, not hard to envision at this point, right? Um so we organize another, uh, you know, kind of like after the other false flag that happened on 9-11, they organize a big armada, um, a big flotilla, and they steam off to uh, go take care of North Korea. 
Um, they get out into international waters, and he saw this happen in his uh, in his vision. They get out to international waters, and then a call goes out from D.C. And I've, I've heard this from several other people, too, which is why I kind of found it interesting. And this honestly kind of breaks my heart a little bit because I absolutely love the men and women serving in our military. But anyway, a call goes out from Washington, D.C. He sees this as probably being the uh, sitting president. And one word, now. And at, at this signal, um, uh, Russia, uh, China, and their ally, allies who are prepared in advance hit our military worldwide. He says he saw ships in this actual uh, armada or whatever you'd call it, fleet that was steaming off for uh, North Korea actually turn their, their, their guns 90 degrees and open fire on our own ships. You know, they're blindsided. And he said within about three days, our military falls essentially, um, which is heartbreaking. Um, not terribly surprising, I guess, but anyway, moving on. Um, and he was clear, he mentioned this several times, that we will not hear about any of this. We won't hear about our own military being attacked. Um, we won't hear about any of it. And then he said the next thing he saw happening is we get invaded. And the sitting president gets on the national airwaves and says, uh, in order to save, this is quoting, millions of American lives do not resist. Lay down your arms. We cannot resist this. And then, of course, a new flowery um, Propaganda campaign begins about the New World Alliance. I'm sure by this time we'll have, um, you know, all one currency and all that. Um, he had dreams about Trump, and I, I thought they were kind of interesting. Maybe, you know, maybe if we have time, we'll talk about that. Well, let's talk about this now. He he had a dream uh, about Trump, where he saw uh, 67 uh, vehicles uh, driving. Through the mountains, he saw Trump. That was uh, he saw Trump looking really anxious before this, heading on this, and he saw them uh, when they come around a corner, one vehicle after another after another, um, ran off the side of a, a ravine. There was like a bridge that was blown, and um, he was really distressed by this. And basically, the interpretation of this is that Trump was America's last last chance. He saw angels ministering to Trump in this dream, uh, protecting him and keeping him safe. Um, I'm still honestly kind of a, on the fence. I don't know if Trump was a good guy or a bad guy. I know he wasn't the great savior and redeemer of the Constitution, um, obviously. Um, but I, I think my, my, my opinion is that he was trying to do a good thing. And I, I think it was America's last chance. And that was... Uh, uh, Warwick's uh, point here that it was the last chance to see the last chance. It seems like God, this is this is a repeated. If you look at ancient Israel, over and over and over again, God is extending His hand, trying to trying to wake His people up, trying to trying to get His His kids to pay attention, choose Him, choose the light, right? And so, uh, the sixty-seven vehicles being the opposite of seventy-six um, was basically the last chance to. Uh, to repent. Additionally, he also saw Hillary Clinton uh, in a uh, uh, at the uh, at the top of Africa somewhere. He was looking down and saw Hillary conspiring um, with a very wealthy man in a beautiful palace. And I, I almost think if this isn't maybe like an Abu Dhabi or something like that, uh, her conspiring with this man to begin the fall of um, our world currency. And, um, you know, we're going to run up against the break here. So we will finish the things that he saw and what we have coming up in this next uh, segment. We'll see you then. The Senate moves ahead with a $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package. After a long night of voting, the reconciliation procedure used by Democrats to pass President Biden's plan allowed for an unlimited amount of resolutions to be considered in the Senate. $15 an hour minimum wage is included in this reconciliation. Another amendment sought to ensure upper income taxpayers are not eligible for the $1,400 payments in the plan. The vote on the measure passed 99 to 1. 
The House voted on Thursday evening to remove Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments because of previous public statements. GOP leader Kevin McCarthy on Wednesday called it a partisan power grab. The vote, 230 to 199, was pretty much down party lines. A New Mexico State police officer was fatally shot on Highway 10 between Las Cruces and Deming Thursday. The officer killed his 28-year-old Darian Jarrett. The suspect is 39-year-old Omar Felix Cuerva. This is USA Radio News. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic Yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. China continues its aggressive behavior. USA Radio News' Tim Berg has more. Recent confrontational action by China toward regional rivals Taiwan and India are examples of the communist regime in Beijing challenging new American President Joe Biden. That's according to China expert Gordon Chang. Chang, author of the book The Coming Collapse of China, also tells Fox News. Well, Biden right now, you know, the Chinese are testing him, but they don't really have to lift a finger to do this because he's giving them everything that they want. You know, we have seen this, for instance, with uh, joining the Paris Accord, rejoining the World Health Organization, his January 26th memorandum on xenophobic attacks, which he blamed President Trump for xenophobia in the United States. Um, The list goes on and on. And we've really got to be concerned because China is looking right now and thinking it's going to get everything. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, We're talking a little bit about visions and dreams of... uh, People that I know and um, respect that I think are worth sharing, um, you know, and, and why share such things? You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. A lot of this stuff is dark. Some of it's positive. And I actually want to share some really, really positive things here, too, probably in the last segment. But um, we can't be as easily lured by evil we're prepared for. And, and I think um, likewise – you know, the hard times that are coming. And yeah, we've got some hard times coming. I think everybody can pretty much see that um, now. And these tribulations or days of taking away, whatever you want to call it, they can't scare us if we're prepared. Um, if we learn anything from scriptures, we learn that no one came to America by chance, right? Um, and we don't need to be we don't need to be scared. So I, I, I don't see these as horribly, you know, like... Fear is an absolute thief of your uh, focus, of your faith. So don't be afraid. But I personally like to know what's coming. So I'm going to continue sharing just a couple things from this guy. Um, he, he he said one of the things he saw was the destruction on the West Coast because he spent a fair amount of time living there. And he said that movie San Andreas was eerily correct. He goes so many things that he saw in that movie um, – happen so i don't know i had that same feeling have you ever seen san andreas that movie brian it it's got the rock in it i think it's a pg it's one of those you can actually uh, let your family watch i believe i don't i don't think it was too disgusting like 99.999 percent of everything hollywood does um when i was watching it i was like i just had that really ominous weird feeling like this is this is weird. <laughs> anyway, um, also he saw Russia fire 13 missiles into the western U.S. One hits Utah, two hit Colorado, and the rest are coastal. Um, and he said, speaking about the uh, 
the uh, global currency reset. He also saw that happen, and he said essentially this happens overnight. And you, you guys have heard this before too, I, I would imagine, that we go to bed, know nothing about what's coming. We wake up in the morning, the dollar exists no more. Banks will never open again. I don't know what happens to 401ks and all that, but I would imagine – in my humble opinion, all that stuff is pretended wealth anyway, right? That's all pretended wealth that they pay out in monopoly money. So as soon as they say that monopoly money isn't a thing anymore, I think all the pretended wealth of the stock market is just going to be gone. I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Maybe they convert that over to to uh, to the United Nation grubles or whatever they call their new currency. But um he said after that, uh, the new the new world order system is already completely ready, and you guys probably know that too from from Davos. You can you can go on their site and read about it. It's it's ready to go. It will soon be upon us. Um, and we wake up in the morning, and the money that you thought you had in the bank, well, let's just say it'd be a good idea if you do have a good amount of money in the bank. If I were you, I'd turn I'd turn a good chunk of that into uh, beans and band aids and maybe a few bullets. Um, I still believe in bullets. I'm, I'm not going to be shaken from that. Um, so anyway, um, he also saw eventually, and, and this is a another kind of pattern that I, I see in Scripture. He also eventually saw China hit Russia with nukes. Eventually, this alliance falls apart and they, they attack each other. Germany hit China with nukes. And this is all after the uh, fall of the United States. Um, I want to click over to... Two visions of glory a little bit real quick because in here one of the one of the things that I really liked about this book was um, how he talks about spiritual warfare um, and I had a couple of things let me find my notes here real quick um, wh whether we choose to acknowledge it or not um, the the long uh, battle over our soul our souls is raising on um, uh, Doskensky pointed out in a book I really like, um, which I won't get too much into that, but that the God and the devil are fighting and the battlefield battlefield is the heart of men. We are the battlefield. Our hearts and minds and focus, our desires, our energies, and our ability to recognize and carefully gather intel on the enemy. The earth, as beautiful it is, as it is, is where Satan and his followers were cast down, and we are in enemy territory. That enemy, to us, my friends, is centered in the banking cartels. They are who controls the world through their money, through their wealth. They control all the government of this world. Um, I would put no fo no faith, no hope in any government of this world, to be honest with you, none of them. And I would be very cynical and skeptical about any religious leader that tells you anything other than seek the Lord and get your advice from him, which I'm grateful the leader of my church does say very often. And I, and I love that. That is a great message. Um, a false belief that makes us vulnerable to the, to the adversary is a notion that any church is perfect and infallible and has remained such, um, from the beginning, after after Jesus uh, left, his apostles were soon gone. Um, what happened to his church, right? It quickly fell into apostasy. And as the battlefield of our heart expands and the internal conflict spills out everywhere, and are we not seeing it everywhere, guys? Um, it spills out everywhere. We see relationships, families, you know, people. It's so strange, like this Mark of the Beast that we were talking about. I know in my family— I don't have anybody. Nobody will even talk to me anymore. And why won't they talk to me? My sister, who used to be one of my best friends, she's a, she's a, a she works as a physician, a physician's assistant. She has her PhD, and all of her daughters work in medicine. But you know what? They love their mask and they love this vaccine. And because I feel the way I feel, I'm I'm cut off, man. They won't even talk to me anymore. It's really weird. But as we see this pour out through families, um relationships, communities. These are perilous times. And um, we are in the middle of a, of, a, of a battlefield, my friends. So anyway, let's talk about, you know, one of, one of the things I do like a lot about this book, Visions of Glory, is, is when he died, and this guy was dead for like several hours. It's, it's no small miracle that he's still alive. He saw, he saw the actual interactions of um, evil demons and how they um, – 
how you know you have the disembodied versus those that have followed Lucifer from the beginning, and how they interact with us, and um, it's pretty amazing. Even even things like, you know, going to, you know, being overly into like video games and stuff like that that aren't inherently evil, they separate you. This is war, and we we've got the angels that are uh, our our ancestors and so forth that are fighting to help us, and all of these. I, I would be curious to someday learn how these unseen uh, powers actually interact with us because I don't know. I don't like you. Like there's times I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just depressed. I'm just really depressed. Have you guys ever done that? Woke up in like a fog and you're like, I am so stinking depressed and I went to bed pretty happy. Why am I so depressed? Or that can come on at any time, right? I would be very, very, very surprised if these aren't a direct influence of – uh, of, of Satan's minions. And, and uh, Spencer in his book said, make no mistake about it. These guys go on their assignments by, or they, they go on their, go at their tasks by assignment. It is very, very organized. They're not just stumbling and bumbling through the earth uh, looking for mischief to, to create, right? They, 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 uh, I can I envision the dark throne. It's probably really creepy, some mist, and then you know a really really powerful dark angel comes in, and then Satan turns to him and says, "Brian Hyde, he must be depressed today." And then that guy just goes off, and then Brian Hyde wakes up really depressed, really worried about something that we all worry about, right? Like finances. You know, you, you guys ever have days like that where you just know you're not going to be able to feed your family tomorrow, and you're just freaking depressed? Well, blow that off. Uh, Hum your favorite hymn, read a scripture, say a prayer. That is the dark side. And we are at war. And the people that he's most uh, actively going to try and take out are people that fight for liberty. You guys, you guys that care about liberty, you guys that are trying to stand and be light warriors. So anyway, I want to talk a little bit about some more positive things. we got one minute left. So here in the last segment, I want to talk about some of the things that these guys saw. Um, especially from this book, Visions of Glory, which to me is like the granddaddy of all the uh, NDE books um, about the Light Warriors, how that works, and how uh, the dark side eventually falls and everything is wonderful. So um, we'll talk about that after the break. And I got two more news stories we got to cover. Um, actually, we got 30 seconds. I want to talk. I don't know if I got something that fits here. The Mark of the Beast. These guys had um, – this is after – you know, it's pretty interesting. He talks about – this guy's super uh, innocent, doesn't follow politics, but he talks about this invading force in America with blue-green helmets that have a wreath on the side of their vehicles. He perfectly describes uh, the United Nations, and once he gets into his book, um, the author, John Pontius, points out to him, hey, is it this wreath you saw? And he's like, yeah, that was it. That's it exactly. Where'd you get it? So it's pretty amazing how this fits hand, hand in glove with the UN. So we'll get into that after this short break. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! 
Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 406 800 406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC 83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Hey, everybody. Welcome back um, to our fourth and this is the fourth and final segment, right, Brian? Um, I want to share with you a couple stories out of this book. And the, the reason I want to do it, like I said before, for exi- for instance, um, and I'm not supposed to do this. I, I really I consider him a good friend. He probably wouldn't be able to pick me out of a crowd. But a man named Dr. Avraham Gileadi, whom I love and respect, has helped me so much. I, I listen to him a lot. Um, he is a. He's a Christian, used to be a, uh, an expert. Uh, he was a Jew and lived in Israel. Israel, he was their expert on uh, ancient Hebrew, Isaiah, and so forth. He has written some 20 books on Isaiah, and he read this book, Visions of Glory. And I, he, he always says, don't go around saying Avraham said this or Avraham said that, and then here I am doing exactly that, right? Well, I, I'm, I'm really not doing that. I just want to tell you that he read this book. And he was so moved by it because it fits so perfectly with all the prophecies of Isaiah and so forth that he did a 24-part lecture series on how modern-day visions, and specifically this one, fit perfectly in Isaiah. And it was really informative. But some of these were some of his favorite ones, and this is actually one of those. Um, And I'm just going to read it. It's a pretty short little thing in the the book here, Um, and it's called Raising the Dead Boy. Um, Quoting from Spencer now, one of my favorite memories of this time in vision was of being and he saw it day in and day out. It's kind of time was compressed and he saw this whole several years, one day at a time, right Um, in this NDE. One of my favorite memories was being in the basement of an older LDS church in Salt Lake City. We were sitting around the piano singing when the bishop's wife ran into the room and asked me and some others to uh, offer a blessing on on her son who had just taken ill. I hurried upstairs, examined the boy without touching him. I did not see any of the now familiar signs of the plague on him. This is after the plague. He was about two years old with soft hair, um, blonde hair. His eyes were blue, staring blankly. He had no pulse. I mean, I kind of uh, summarize. He had no pulse and he had no heartbeat. He looked as though he had been suffocated. Wasn't breathing. Boy's dead. Um, we uh, anointed the, the boy, and uh, the mother asked me to uh, pronounce a blessing. After a short pause to make sure I was hearing the spirit correctly, I gave him, and, and, and to give my courage a moment to catch up my faith, I said these few words. Tommy, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to be made whole. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. That was it. Just those few words. 
The little boy instantly awoke, took a deep breath, and began to cry. His mother cried with joy. His appearance uh, quickly became normal, and he returned to playing. Um, and then going on, uh, those of us who had participated that day talked for a long while about this because we'd uh, we'd given many uh, blessings uh, and found we had no power to stop the plague and only uh, some occasional success with other afflictions, but never a miracle like this. The Spirit wrought upon us, and we realized that we now had the fullness of the priesthood. We, we rejoiced and quickly began going from person to person throughout the community, healing most of them. Some were not, we were allowed, we were not allowed to heal because it was not in the Lord's plan for them. We didn't ask why. Um, the Holy Spirit told us where to go. Uh, from then on, 100% of the people we administered to were healed. Um, or were even raised from the dead. No words can describe the relief and joy we felt as we went door to door. We were positive in our new gifts, and our faith in Jesus Christ was profound. We knew we could, and we did. I love that statement. We worked day and night to administer to the people, all the while admonishing every person involved uh, to not reveal this change to the foreign troops. Um, at this time, all of America was under occupation by foreign troops. We knew we could, and we did. This, my friends, is what I like to talk to talk about and, and kind of uh, study about a lot, that the scriptures are true, right? What Moses did, the son of a pretend God that went forward and acted as um, a proxy to uh, help those around him that weren't quite up to that snuff, right? There's going to be an army somewhere around the number of 144,000 that's going to pour out over this world and do exactly that. Now, there's a couple more instances here um, I want to share. This is uh, also from uh, his book. This is after he he went on a couple little uh, handcart treks, I guess you could say, um, went on trips on foot where they went, went and rescued people. But this is before he was actually uh, translated. Um, but he was, as I understand it, this translation, or you know, I think this is exactly what, or similar to, or probably exactly like what those on Gaia talk about is this ascension with the Gnostics and so forth. Um, and I think this happens immediately, but the learning and um, becoming takes time and experience. And that's what he's talking about here. The constant companionship of the spirit was ever was an ever present reality. And we knew the mind and will of the Lord. There was no guesswork anymore. No fear of any kind. Science and math and even all my professional training. Keep in mind, this guy has a doctorate and three other high degrees, something like that. Um, all seem to become less important. If you were looking for a solution that would take five in, five engineers with supercomputers days, the answer just enters into your mind as revelation. There is no point in checking it against the mortal sciences. You already have the answer. This new thinking was not an upgrade to our, to our IQ, but rather it was a lifting of the, re, of the veil to reveal what we already knew. Some of us had participated in the creation of worlds before we were born, and those divine sciences we understood then were slowly piercing the mortal veil and becoming part of who we were. Um, super interesting stuff. He has another one here I wanted to really quickly share. Um, how much time we got left, Brian? All right. I, th this is super cool. I'm going to have to pick between one of these two. Uh, I'll try to be quick. Um, the foreign troops uh, were trying to take over the government of the nation and local governments. Um, we were the largest organized body of people remaining um, from the old world. Um, in this vignette, he was traveling through Wyoming, going to Missouri, and he was attacked by people in blue-green helmets. Um, because we were the largest body of people remaining from the old world, they saw us as their biggest threat, even though we gave them no reason to fear us. Their assignment was to break down all organized groups, including all religious organizations. Our aims were not political, and they knew it. We'd been instructed that we were not to, that we were not to take part in any political process or to give our allegiance to any government entity, no matter who it was. I think that would be sound advice to us, too. Our vision, or the vision the Lord had installed in our minds, was that we were preparing Zion for the return of Jesus Christ, and that he would soon reign as king, and king, of king, as king of kings and lord of lords. We were not trying to rebuild the nation, we were trying to rebuild the kingdom of God. 
We knew he would subdue all these enemies under his feet when he came and that we needed not participate in that process. We were united and our great in our great relief was this was this cause. We were sick of the world and everything we left behind. Our only desire was uh, for Christ to return. And he shares this story, which I thought was, you know, we've all over in Scripture. You know, I, I like to point forth Moses because everybody knows that story. But it happens again and again, right? How many times do we see where... You know, Gideon and his 300 took out 180,000 people. Can you guys see that that's coming before us, right? We've got Joe Biden and the cabal and the Satanists and the Luciferians. We have a Congress of 450 crooks and maybe five, you could probably count on one hand the number of good people that's in that group, right? You got the banking cartels. The whole world is against uh, those that are going to cling to their liberty, right? We're going to need this same power. So let me share this this story with you in closing. Um, this is quoting from him. By this time, they had pillars of light in front of their camp and behind, just like Moses. Um, uh, the pillars of light were bright enough that they uh, lit up the entire camp at night. It was becoming winter, but the lights uh, radiated sufficiently uh, to us. I'll never forget one event that I saw shortly after the pillars of light came on us. We were walking through a valley between two hills. We saw a band of he heavily armed thugs blocking the valley through which we needed to pass. This gang had harassed us before. We knew too much of God's power to be afraid. We had consecrated our lives and we had no more fear. Um, our enemy, enemy could see the pillars of light coming, but they thought it was some trick. Uh, the pillars of light stopped. We said a prayer and then pressed on. Uh, they, um, we tried to negotiate with them, but they wouldn't. The light led us forward, and the enemy stood their ground ready to fire. As soon as the light approached them, they were overpowered. They could not move. They could not act. They were frozen in place with a look of astonishment on their faces. Their eyes were following us, but they could not move. We just walked around them and continued our journey. I do not know what happened to these people that had threatened us so many times, but we never saw them again. Um, there's some that are even way more powerful than this. I'm telling you, my friends, we will have uh, power over the elements and much more. And this is where our hope is. So fear not. Don't be afraid of Joe Biden or any of these other people. It's all going to be well. Say your prayers. Tell your wife and your husband that you love them. Be good to your kids. Keep traveling up and uh, it's going to be great. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.